Hello and welcome to the Hotel Marketing Show. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things hotel marketing. We're going to talk about things that are happening in the industry, insights, things that all hotel marketers or anybody that has an interest in hotel marketing wants to know about. My name is Victoria. And I'm Nadine. And we're the hosts of the Hotel Marketing Show. To kick off the podcast today, in this episode, we're going to be talking with Ursula, Digital Demand Manager at Columbus Monte Carlo, about sustainability and the hotel industry. Hello, Hi, Ursula. It's so nice for you to join us today. Very excited for this episode with you. Would you like to give us a bit of an introduction to who you are, what you do, and just anything you want to share at this point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Nadine, for this lovely opportunity to talk about things that are very dear to my heart. So I'm I'm Ursula. I'm the digital demand manager at Columbus Monte Carlo. And when you hear digital, you don't think necessarily of sustainability or something. So I have to say that this is a kind of a bit of a side project. And like I said, a cause that is very dear to my heart. I've joined the hotel five years ago, a boutique hotel in Monaco, and took on the task to to develop our our green initiatives and to present the hotel as not only a lifestyle hotel but also a sustainable lifestyle hotel we've had so i've been uh, very much helped by great uh, top management and first of all i really want to to stress the point that a person alone can do very very little in an organization if top management and ownership is not willing to to do the necessary steps the best green teams can do very little I think that's also something we're going to dive into a little later because I think this is already your first really important point. You said it's a cause that's really dear to your heart, but of course you need to have the support and the enablement from top management there as well to actually bring your visions to life. So I think this is a good point to dig into a little <laughs> bit deeper a little bit later. Awesome. And Ursula, what was your highlight of 2022? Ah, so the highlight of 2022, there were many. It was quite an active year on, on green initiatives, let's say. The highlight was actually just last week when we decided to participate in the European Week of Waste Reduction. So this is a European week that is taking part all over Europe in different languages. Monaco decided to participate as a destination. We had 83 actions of over 50 engaged societies, governmental organizations, private enterprises. So it was a real nice community effort to make it happen. And we at the hotel decided to participate with the four actions. So it used to, so it, it was, of course, a whole week. We started out with a staff training, actually like a reminder on, on recycling and, and waste sorting, organized with the official enterprise that does this in Monaco. Then we continued on the Tuesday with a sensibilization workshop on fast fashion that I gave myself. So this was something that I that I decided to do for for the employees of the hotel. And I was quite surprised how well attended it was, you know, so it was over 15 people that decided to come and, and do the little workshop with me. And we continued then with the workshop open to the general public on upcycling. So we organized with an association with a professional seamstress because, you know, I'm <laughs> lost in front of a sewing machine, right? So we teamed up, we, we partnered with a, with a professional seamstress to 
offer a free, of course it's free, upcycling workshop to the general public. So the idea was basically that people bring old tissues or, or clothes that are really not serving anything that they would literally throw, they can't even donate anymore, and to see what we can make out of it, like little pouches or little travel bags or, you know, this kind of reusable makeup pads, makeup remover pads, those kind of things. And yeah, then, then we also had Buy Nothing Day. So we tried to, to sensibilize people on the existence of Buy Nothing Day, which is basically a counter movement to Black Friday. So kind of just that it exists, especially in France. Very, very little people have ever heard about this. Um, yeah, I was then... just about to say like uh, sustainability and everything you said with fast fashion. I think then now with Black Friday in general, it's completely the opposite. I know of one brand actually that does the Buy Nothing Day, which is the ordinary, mm -hmm. um, but it's also something that was relatively new to me because you're so used to yes. seeing Black Friday offers everywhere, buy one, get three for free, 70% exactly. off, so. Yeah. yeah, and especially in hotel marketing, you know, so we decided a couple of years ago to not do Black Friday anymore. And I have to say, at first, it was a bit hard for me because especially in digital, this was a, a very nice promotion that, that used to work really well. And I mean, it, it just doesn't fit. You know, at some point you have to be consistent in your branding and what you want to get across. And it was only natural for us to, to sacrifice this, this promotion and to, 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 to go in another step. We have to say that, you know, of course, the, the textile topic was not something that we chose. It was the topic of the European Week of Waste Reduction. Last year, it was Circular Economies. And traditionally at the hotel, we participated with, for instance, Meatless Mondays. So it's basically about the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle. And in previous years at the hotel, which is a bit more natural to us than textile, we, for instance, did not offer any meat at, at the hotel. <laughs> which was also sometimes a bit tricky for our guests but uh, yeah we, <laughs> we <laughs> nice that's so cool yeah like what you were saying about going almost against the grain or like against like the normal kind of thing because if you're setting out as a brand to do something then you have to authentically embrace that in all parts of your brand not just one and then there's a few days where you just forget about it and then just do something else so I like that change of mindset of like we're going to go against what everybody else is doing because this is how we want to be as a brand. Yeah. But it, it is, of course, work in progress. And uh, we, are, we, are, we are way far from perfect, you know, so yeah. there's a lot. There's every part of the hotel that is that is that, that, that needs to change in the basis. You know, if you take textiles, for instance, starts with uniform, ends at the restaurant, there's still a lot to do to improve ourselves. But I think we, we are beyond the right path. That's awesome to hear. I know that we worked closely a couple of months or might be even a year back, mm -hmm. but I know that you guys also do a lot of other great promotions, even though it might not be Black Friday, but I remember in specific the Singles Day, for example, yes. where you guys have some awesome offers. So I think it's a nice way to just kind of play around with different offers and see what actually works for you. Exactly. I have a question just to kind of start a little bit more broad, which is the introduction to sustainability for hotels, which is, as you mentioned, of course, yes. a huge, huge topic. And I think we'll definitely not be able to cover everything in that <laughs> yeah. 25 minutes, but we can try. Could you give us a little bit of an idea? What did sustainability look like for hotels a couple of years back versus what does it look like today and where are we headed or where should we be headed? Yes. So first I want to make a small point that we are in a quite uh, specific surrounding in Monaco. 
I'm not sure whether you've heard about this, but Monaco actually pledged to become carbon neutral by 2050 and reduce the carbon emissions as a general state by 2030. In order to have a chance of ever achieving that, of course, the whole country needs to be on board. And the, the, the government, the Monaco Gas government, created the Pact for Energy Transition. And this is a very powerful tool and actually also comes with legal obligations that bring us in the right direction. So to answer this, this is just a little disclaimer about the very specific situation that we are in, just to, to talk about the hotel industry a bit more broadly. Sustainability comes in all different types and flavors. The most, let's say, obvious in hotels is waste reduction, plastic reduction, you know, then a bit more in the in the mindset of the travelers, sustainable travel. What can I do as a tourist to 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 lower my impact? Might I necessarily need to take the helicopter to come to Monaco, or would it not be an idea to perhaps just <laughs> take the train? In more general terms, is it perhaps better to take the train instead of a plane? Might I be able to go by 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 sailing boat like like regretted it to 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 New York? Right, this was very very extreme, but at least she marked the point, and we we appreciate that this is absolutely not doable for everybody. We kind of focus really on the on the stay at the hotel when they are here and try to promote kind of eco-responsible approach to, to a destination visit, meaning that we we have, for instance, branded products that we sell in our hotel vitrine might be something or are something that, that, that goes in the lines of the government's recommendations for a responsible tourist. So, for instance, when you bring your reusable water bottle, you bring a a shopping bag or a shopping net for going shopping in the in the marketplace and you take your reusable bamboo cutlery you reduce already like the huge a huge part of your disposable waste that you might accumulate during the day as a normal tourist going around shopping eating so even though plastic bags are forbidden since a very long time even paper bags we all know it on huh? paper bags don't keep forever you take them uh, it starts raining they break straight away so even though it might not be plastic waste it will still be waste same goes for cutlery even though it is perhaps a wooden the moment you throw it away and it's single use it still generates waste and it still generates you know, all the emissions that come with it from production to to, to waste recycling I, I know that this was a perhaps a very long <laughs> no, I think answer to, to, to a quite broad question and in hotel industry, yes, so basically pretty standard a couple of years back was still the little amenities. Most hotels changed that years ago to put them either in containers, you know, like bigger containers or to reduce them at all, you know, so to, to either go for, for solid shampoos or, you know, the, the different countries have different preferences, right? Yeah, I think that answer also I think it shows that sustainability is more than just like Nadine and I were talking about it before this, like it's more than just hanging your towels up and not needing them to be washed every day. Like it really extends like, like it really extends into much more or oh, so many more facets of a stay rather than just the towel towel kind of element. Mm -hmm. And then a question for you, do you think that there is, much demand at the moment for sustainable travel. I know you mentioned that for your hotel, there's obviously some more kind of like government regulations or you know regulations why you want to include more sustainable practices, but do you also see that there is a demand from travelers for the sustainability element as well? And this is a bit frustrating. I, I keep waiting for it to happen. 
in in transient in transient travel i i predicted this already a couple of years ago and it still did not quite happen it depends of course on the country of origin i have to feeling that the scandinavian and, and perhaps german people are a bit more more interested in sustainable travel in any case even in those countries and in those we still don't see in in individual travel a real trend what we do see though is for event organizations and for business travel uh for instance companies that set up a specific corporate social social responsibility guidelines that are obliged to you know or that engage themselves into buying or into only allowing travel in, in sustainable hotels, then this is, of course, something that comes into effect. And we see it more and more in, in event organizers. So event organizers more and more ask about our sustainability actions. That's so interesting because I think it's like people maybe are at the point of like they care about sustainability, but then not so much that they <laughs> are ready to book a whole trip like it was uh, like sustainability really in mind maybe there are other issues that are or concerns yeah, exactly. when they're booking a trip at the moment yeah and i think it joins what i said before so at some point they said okay yeah you know i'm flying there i'm having a weekend there it is in any case not sustainable this whole trip so you know why bother about the hotel if location price and then comes to normal marketing you know yeah yeah, yeah, I think maybe that's like an interesting thing as well, because, you know, like when I guess like typically this is again like a generalization, but typically when people are booking a trip, you know, it might be a bit of a treat yourself kind of moment. So these things like sustainability yeah. that they really focus on when they're at home, maybe still the perception of sustainability means like I'm having to give up something rather than like I'm still able to have a really wonderful experience, but keeping a little bit more like, you know, sustainability still in mind. Yes, exactly. And especially, you know, in everything that touches a bit luxury or indulgence. I mean, you know, it is the nice packaging. It is the, the look and feel of a product. It is actually the unnecessariness of something that makes it luxurious. And, and this is something that by, by principle is going to create a, a dissonance, right? So to actively sacrifice and go to the bare minimum works with the people that have a very minimalistic mindset that they really appreciate the pure luxury you know minimalistic design and perhaps it might work but for everybody else and, and not normal human beings it's kind of an education process and you know um for instance in hotels we, we, we like to take care of ourselves i mean we perhaps would not take a bath every day home when we are at the hotel, however, we would like to, at the end of a, of a long, cold day, like to make a nice bubble bath. And, and you can, you're at yeah. the hotel, you know, that's a, that's a bit of yeah. that as well. Turn the heaters up or the air conditioning down, like, whichever <laughs> one you would not do, like at home. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think this brings us also to a really interesting topic of finding like how do you manage to find this balance between the guest comfort and what they actually look for when booking a stay and sustainability. I know you touched on it at the beginning briefly about the meatless Monday that you did, for example, this is one example, but how can you find the balance between actually bringing to your guests what they're looking for, but also standing clear on your sustainability approach? Yes. This is actually a very tricky balance and one that needs to be really found. Something that we found quite effective is to reduce things that are offered. So we offer them only on demand. Plenty of things like razor kits, uh, you know, kind of those conditioners and, and things that are not absolutely needed. 
it's not that we don't have them, but we don't offer them upfront. So people have to ask for it. And this, this reduced, first of all, waste and of course also costs. So it's beneficial for the hotel as well. So I give you an example, for instance, razor kits, right? We made them in bamboo. They look very pretty. Just imagine giving that to every single guest up front. One guest out of two, just out of pure curiosity, would open it up, see what it is, probably not even use it. And then for hygienic reasons, you could not give that to another customer, right? So you would be in the, in the obligation of throwing that away. Same goes for, for hotel soaps. And for hotel soaps, basically, this is not something that we could compromise on. For hotel soaps, we found a nice recycling solution with a, with a charity organization that is called Cycle. So we collect all hotel soaps and send them to, to this organization that, you know, kind of melt these soaps and brand them again and send them to Africa and do yard sales and those kind of things for, for, for charitable reasons. So this is something that I'm that is, for instance, an example of how you can deal with waste that you cannot avoid. I love yeah. that. That is such a great, great concept and such a great idea. I do have to say, like, I'm in the wrong circle, definitely to say it, but I was the first person who went traveling to a hotel just because the amenities looked so nice. They would come with me. Like, I'm like, I don't need them, but I want them. So I think this, I am surely I can't be the only person thinking that. Right? So I think having that and actually not maybe enabling to be able to do that if i need a razor kit i can ask for one it will be there but it's not gonna you know it's make me want to take front. it yes exactly yeah but we are all and like it, we? <laughs> yeah and i think i'm glad like, to hear the curiosity <laughs> element as well because like i've definitely been at a hotel before where there's like a little sewing kit and i'm like oh what's in the sewing kit and i don't need anything but i just want to know like what's in it <laughs> yeah exactly. all your buttons are attached but you want to see what yeah, colors they have exactly <laughs> oh it's so true and so we've kind of touched a little bit on some of the ways that your hotel is doing some like sustainability things or the efforts around sustainability what are some other kind of like meaningful ways that hotels can actually be sustainable? So like thinking obviously not just about like the towels on the floor versus like the hung up things, but what are some ways that it can be both meaningful but also authentic? I think a very important aspect of sustainability that is not or that is sometimes overlooked is a social responsibility and the place of the hotel in the community and also towards the employees. You have to imagine a hotel, I mean, you know, easily has 50 employees. If already amongst those 50 employees, a specific mindset is created, you can already change people's lives, perhaps behaviors, and it has kind of this kind of grassroots effects. And the second thing is also as a community partner, you know, recruiting policies. Well, what do you give back to society? This is something, this is another aspect of sustainability that I find quite important. It's of course more very relevant in other parts of the world, right? Where it, it really matters whether you employ local people or expats, for instance, and then how many women do you do you hire? Do you do you respect uh, ethnicities? You know, what kind of mix do you have? And for, for giving back to society also, are you, you know, are you willing to engage yourself in in giving back to your community and in which way and this is something that that i think is another aspect of sustainability that is that is that's making a huge difference between a, a pure profit-run business and a real sustainable business sustainability always has this kind of long run in in view 
I love all the approaches that you guys are taking because now during the conversation, I come up with so many examples with everything you say that is important. You actually also have something that backs it up, right? So I think this is the initiative I remember. Also, I think from last year, this was right where it was kind of the upcycling idea to say that there was a clothes donation for individuals mm -hmm. who are applying for jobs who could then oh, basically yeah. exactly. get their suits or their attire for their first mm -hmm. interviews. So it's yeah, sustainability is so much more than recycling, but actually also giving back to the community you're in and mm -hmm. having this community feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so you have so much that you guys are doing, so much that you're focusing on. How do you communicate that A effectively and B in a way that others understand that? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is uh, yeah, well. <laughs> That is that is the challenge of the day, right? So we actually had the discussion just the other day in a in a marketing meeting. There, there, there's different ways, basically. So what I like to do is to to, for instance, a very classical newsletters and to kind of segment those for local people versus the the general client database of the hotel, right? So um, whether it is effective, it's a bit hard to say because you it can very well be that a client of the general database of the hotel is very much interested in our green actions but we decided at some point to cut really local actions to local people because you know otherwise people might risk you know unscribing from our newsletters and then not receive any news at all if it's general huge actions like pink october or november we usually include that on the hotel website i usually make landing pages and yeah basically it is included in the newsletter in all transactional emails so basically, all the guests that will come to the hotel before they are coming in the pre-arrival emails, they will have a communication about what is going on. So like for, for, for November, for instance, the month of November, quite recently, why is our facade illuminated in blue? And why do we ask one euro for every night that you stay at the hotel? So that they are prepared, backed up with nice visuals to make it entertaining and the link. So I'm, I'm really believing in this kind of read more. So I always include link to the, to the mother organization or the idea behind it, and also the, the explanations on the, on the hotel landing page. And then, of course, it, it depends, for instance, uh, with, with, with Hotel Champ, we were very lucky to create uh, locally targeted pop-ups or exit messages for people that were, for instance, visiting the, the restaurant page and to tell them, look, during Pink October, we have created a nice pink cocktail. And of every cocktail that we sell, you one, one euro will go to, to, to cancer support group. And, you know, this is something that is that, that can be communicated you know, with, with, with proper targeting and, and, and tools. That's really cool. I really yeah, like social media. <laughs> <laughs> of course, social media. Gotta have that. I love that you use targeting and segmentation for your messaging. I think that's a really, I think that's really clever, especially like you mentioned, it's like hyper local, you know, keeping that more relevant for the local people or showing that to more local people rather than like the wider kind of audience. I think that's really, really clever. So if there is a hotel out there that maybe hasn't got anything going for them in terms of sustainability efforts, how would you recommend that they get started? If there, if there's some like a hotel marketer out there listening or a hotelier who's like, oh, I'm really passionate about sustainability and I want to make some changes for 2023, how would you recommend that they get started at their hotel? So basically, I would recommend that they start to put themselves in their clients' shoes and take a look at everything that the client sees. 
and then ask themselves, is this really necessary in, for instance, print? We start from brochures, right? We go to room directories, you know, all, this, all the emails. Also because, of course, emails, even digital communication has an impact. Do I really need to send out three reminder emails? All those kind of things, you know? Then what does the guest actually use in the hotel room? Is it a pencil? Does it need to be in plastic? Can I perhaps have it in wood? Can I perhaps have it in sustainable wood? Does he really need to have a, a paper? You know, now, of course, also with COVID, everything that we have in hotel rooms is a contamination risk. Either you really pack it up and you decide, okay, this is the client's and he goes away, he leaves with it as a gift. Otherwise, you would really need to have a protocol in place to disinfect it efficiently or to, to remove it or put it in quarantine and all these kind of <laughs> things. So during COVID, COVID actually helped us a bit to get rid of unnecessary items in, in guest rooms. And then, yeah, for the towel, how many towels? Is there a place where they can actually hang it? Does it have a chance to dry? What about, you know, the, the, the bath mats and mats and everything? Is it is it a is it the tissue that dries quickly? You know, sometimes there's a big difference between different providers in, in microfiber and touch and feel. And, you know, sometimes it goes really down to, to those things as well. Then internal protocols. Do I, by default, change the bedding daily, twice daily? Do I only change it on demand? Do I change it on, you know, th those kind of things already to, to include the customer in those decisions, the famous, you know, uh, echo sign. Before it was put the echo sign if you don't want your bed to be changed. Now it's the other way around. Put the echo sign if you want your bedding to be changed. Unless, of course, it's dirty, then we will still do it for, you know, for guest comfort and, and hygienic reasons. Then the choices that the guest makes on site can I perhaps propose uh, walking tours instead of bus tours? Can I perhaps um, tell them to take a bike or an e-bike or an e-scooter or an e-boat? You know, there's so many things out there, right? Yeah. Uh, can I perhaps engage them more in, in discovering nature than, than something artificial? No, I don't know, with, with, with children, for instance, is it not better to take them to, yeah, to, to, to a museum or to, a, to an actual natural playground rather than the lunar park? that consumes energy and, and, and light and is just there for, for artificial experiences, right? And uh, then also with the, what kind of souvenirs are the guests leaving? Do I offer them little, you know, I don't know, little stickers that are made of disposable plastic? Or do I perhaps offer them a nice reusable or refillable candle or those kind of things? So there, there, there's a lot of different aspects. And for somebody that really starts out from, from, from scratch, I would really recommend going into those kind of follow the guest journey and, and see where they can improve. I think those ideas are all so clever. And like one of the things that I never had really thought about, which I think is a really great one and it doesn't cost anything, is like what you suggest, like the activities in the surrounding area that you suggest, because there's literally no cost to you as a hotel for <laughs> making like sustainable suggestions for things to do around the area. So I think that's such a a clever way to you know mm -hmm. encourage sustainability without having to take on a big cost or necessarily change a whole lot of operational things as well yeah exactly and, and also then... another point i think was really interesting is i think a lot of individuals and also hotels maybe want to be more sustainable but then don't necessarily think about how it's going to impact again the guest comfort i mean the example you mentioned with the towels is there a way I can hang up my towels or is there just no way for me to dry my towels? Yeah, the and drying have... one? <laughs> That's <laughs> like no way for it to dry. Like I never would have like thought about yeah, that. Yeah, but it's these little things that I think are what you just mentioned are so important to exactly find that balance again between being sustainable, but not 
negatively impacting a guest's experience while staying with you because otherwise I think it can also lead to frustrations relatively fast so you have to definitely find that balance there exactly and in so something that I forgot to mention is of course the hotelier can decide already before even the guest sees anything to make certain decisions for him. I mentioned the towels, the, the way that they dry, right? But for instance, if the if I as a hotelier choose to have organic cotton, and I mean, if, if costs are of course not 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 an issue, or, you know, this is this is always the, the reality that we <laughs> that, 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 that the fight against exactly. <laughs> you see, so if you really start from scratch, you can already decide a lot of things. Also in also in the room design, you know. If I if I rearrange, for instance, the hotel bed to the sofa, the, the, the guest might feel more comfortable. There's less draft, you know, or he might need more heating, you know. So, so there's there's different ways of 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 room designing and 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 general considerations that can be brought into that. Mm -hmm. And then of course everything that you offer and everything that you take into the hotel and that you offer at the hotel, if it is already sourced, if you can manage to source it already responsibly, that that would be ideal. So, for instance, we try to so we engage ourselves in the hotel restaurant and the, everything that we buy. Have a short circuit, relatively local. You know, of course, there's limitations, but you know, already in this, so you already your 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 base products are kind of you know so, sourced in a way that is responsible or, or sustainable. But the, the guest does not even see it, and it adds already to the to the overall experience and 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 impact and footprint. Yeah, that's really clever. And I think changing the default so that it is the default right. is the sustainable option and then yes. you have to choose to not be sustainable. I think that's mm -hmm. I think that's a really clever way to like especially if it's something that as a hotel you're trying to incorporate into your DNA like authentically, I think that having the de default as sustainable mm -hmm. makes so much sense. Yeah. For instance, one one thing that was uh, that I always found crazy was water bottles, plastic water bottles. You know, I mean, tap water is perfectly drinkable in our region. We are very lucky and it's in many, many places in Europe, it's perfectly consumable. You know, if, if, if you take an average tourist, they might need five, five water bottles during a day. You know, it's just something. So offering a, a reusable water bottle or just the, the, the bottles that you have at the hotel, if they are made of glass and ideally not even be recycled, but in a closed circuit, rewashed and, you know, brought back to the to the supplier, that is really ideal. I think that's so true. Over the summer, I went to Greece and the place that we were staying, it didn't have like safe drinking water from the tap. And we went to Airbnb and the host brought us like the kind of, it's like small bottle, like slab of water bottles. So I think that she brought us like 30 of these yeah, tiny little exactly. water bottles. And I was like, <laughs> The amount of water I drink, I try to drink three liters of water a day. I'm going to like go through that in a day. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, this is not going to work for me. Like I can't make this many plastic water bottles in a day. It's just not, not going to be good. So did you buy like a water filtration thing like a Brita or something? No, what I did like to try, because they have some stations where you can go and fill up a bottle, but you have to have some like... I don't know, some like key to unlock it. But what I tried to do was just get the biggest container of water possible. So it was just one thing rather than like heaps of little ones. I mean, it's probably still the same amount of plastic, to be honest. But I was like, I can't have all of these tiny little bottles just floating around. Awesome. All right. I think it's almost time for the last question and maybe my favorite one. Oh. There's also there's also one other question which ah. I thought might tie in nicely as well, which was about the future of sustainability. Oh, nice. So then you go ah. with the future of sustainability and then I'll save my question. And my okay. Topic. 
Perfect. So, Isla, I know at the start that you also mentioned that you had previously made some predictions about sustainable travel. So I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more about these. But what do you think the future of sustainable travel looks like? I think at some point we'll come, but this is this is just a very, very wild guess. I go, I go out on a limb here. I think in the future, at some point, there will be a necessity for all of us to to maintain a kind of uh, carbon quota. I really think that this is something that that, that that will come in the not too far future, hopefully. And people will have to kind of live by this quota and they say, okay, either I take my car to, to work every day or I take the bike and I can go on a vacation. And I think, that, I mean, but this is really, I mean, this is, of course, <laughs> not coming anytime soon, right? A bit closer, I would guess that it will become more expensive. Traveling will become more expensive. Non-sustainable options will become or will need to become more expensive than the unsustainable ones. And I think we we are going to see a valorization, like the real cost of something. So I take again the example of fast fashion, right? They cannot sell pullovers for five euros, you know, if, if they calculate the real cost of what the product costs. They can do it because they exploit and because they, they, they don't value anything that has to do with you know neither water nor labor costs efficiently right if the real cost and the real value of goods and the impact they have on on, on nature would be taken into consideration products would be priced differently same goes for 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 meat products of course this this will need to be a huge societal changes i mean this is not something that anybody can do individually and this will be would need to require an enormous effort on on behalf of all of us to to change our habits but i think that uh, yeah fi financial impulses have always shown to be very effective <laughs> so i would guess that this is a bit where it goes well, what are your predictions or do you have any uh oh this is good okay i should have yeah. prepared something because i wasn't <laughs> exactly <thinking. laughs> it's really, but what i was actually just thinking when you were talking was i think this was specifically it was around fashion but what it was what it was saying was that you know, and for a lot of these things, there's not a lot of regulation around it yet from like a sustainability point of view. So it's quite an interesting time for specifically like the big players or even like as an industry, like working together to actually kind of start to set the new standard of like what actually like should a sustainable hotel, hotel stay actually look like. And so I think it's quite interesting for, you know, these four people who are already leading the way in sustainability efforts in hotels to actually be able to say like look this works this doesn't work and actually be able to go out there and like define what the future of sustainable stays will look like so I just think and that's just quite an interesting uh, mm -hmm. it's nothing actually about my prediction for the future but I just think it's quite interesting like how the future might be shaped with the hotels leading by example and then you know regulation coming in after yeah. that as well and, and standards you know so yeah. basically there, there are labels already out there that are that, that are very important and you know if, if labels change their requirements and become stricter people will necessarily adhere to those stricter standards right it's very true nadine you you have to give a prediction i was, <laughs> I was well. trying to think about how can i get out of the question because <laughs> no i think i think slash i hope that education will kind of reach this point i think we see it already with a lot of younger individuals now that they are more conscious of their behavior when it comes to maybe travel or purchasing i think we still have a long way to go but i do think that there's a start there and as both you and victoria mentioned for 
people to actually lead by example and show others that it's not necessary to have all these additions. I think, I hope we can reach an equilibrium at some point of what we want and what we get and change a little bit our behavior of, or our definition of luxury even, you know, like you mentioned before, having the definition of luxury of having things that you don't necessarily need or 25 ribbons or wrapped in 12 sheets of plastic, I don't know what, but to just kind of reach a point where our mindset changes to what is luxury, for example. That's not really a prediction either, that's just a hope. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I guess we can just hope for it and then it'll happen and work one for thing, it. One thing that I like, though, is also this resurgence of slow travel. And I think that's something that's really interesting. And it was a trend that we saw during the pandemic, but I wonder, well, I hope that it's something that continues still, because especially in Europe, there's more and more train journeys being added, especially from Amsterdam. I've been keeping an eye on it as well. So some more like overnight trains and things like that. So I think that, and I think this is quite interesting as well, how like, maybe this is going off topic, but I can edit it out later <laughs> if it is, but how like the digital nomad or, you know, people mm -hmm. having more flexibility, so more time, to you know take the time to travel and how that you know all wraps up in with sustainability as well right so I don't only have to go away on my week-long vacation so I have to get the quick quickest route there but I can actually choose a sustainable option that takes me longer and then actually have like you know a, a trip that is a bit of slower slower sustainable kind of travel as well and also appreciate the journey yeah, very German, true. You have that great saying, right? Der Weg ist das Ziel. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't know if there's an English translation for it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, maybe it's time for my favorite question. Though. Yes. Even oh. though I have to say, I think this one is going to be really, really hard because oh. the question is, <laughs> what are your three takeaways for any hotelier listening to this? We've heard so many great points and so many different directions from what sustainability actually means and entails to what you can do to the past, the present and the future. So asking you to pick three might be a little mean, but it's yeah. okay. So I think that the three main takeaways are stay yourself, stay, stay authentic. You don't need to be perfect, but you should be doing what you say that you're doing and be consistent about it and be honest about it. We as Columbus Hotel are not yet certified because of budget reasons and because of several, several issues. We communicate this very clearly. It does not mean that we are not doing a great green actions. This is, I think, a, a very important point. The second is there's a, there's a very, very famous saying by, by Edmund Burke. Nobody made a bigger mistake than those who did nothing because they could do only little. So know your worth, know your impact and act on it. So you don't need to change the whole world if you change already you, your own behavior and perhaps ideally your employees' behavior and your guest behavior, you've contributed already greatly. And the third is really to follow the guest journey and, and see what can be optimized and made better and, you know, little and perhaps add a little budget to, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> like wrap it up in your, in, in your budget needs. <laughs> Wow, I love that. I think Very even nice. your three points were so powerful just now that I have three new points that I want to ask you about. But oh, I think this is such a powerful statement as well to, first of all, I mean, everyone starts somewhere and it's just about actually starting somewhere and then working from there. And also, I think that the transparency issue is so important. I mean, again, just be transparent about your efforts, about what is accomplished, where work is still needed or in progress, because I think that's also something that everyone out there values to just know what they get. So 
Awesome. Thank you so much for those That's great really two nice. points. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But thank you so much for joining us today, Ursula. Thank you I so much for having me. <laughs> this is such a big topic. And I think that, I, yeah, just the amount of like insight that you brought and also I think like your passion for the topic as well, I think is so clear. So thank you very much for sharing what you're doing and even being like really honest about like where things are at for you as well. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Yeah, you're very, very welcome. So something that is really dear to my heart and I, if, if people want to reach out and discuss, I'm of course always available for discussion as well. So. <laughs> thank you very much. And for those of you listening at home or wherever you're listening, please share your thoughts with us. If you think there's anything else that we've missed or if you have any questions about any of the topics that we've covered today, please get in touch with us at welcome at hotelchamp.com and make sure to follow Hotel Champ on all of your favorite social media channels. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. Take care of yourself. Have a great day and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>